Blog Talk Radio. Okay, yeah, not but you're just funny. now. Okay, 
Right. Okay. Great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Those those Texans though. I mean, they 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 think they're a rugged lot, but yeah. <laughs> get, get get them up in a little bit of wind and below sixty degrees. It yeah. it messes with their whole thing. Jerry, whole I'm spirit. cold. I'm cold, mommy. I'm chilly. Mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I want to thank my sponsors. (laughs) Martin Snyder, he's the boss at PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, and Nin Tran, Nin with an H, Tran, the COO of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Nick Livingston, the CEO of Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online phone Online interview technology. The guy sending me emails before every show telling me what I should say. Screw me up. It's online interview technology, okay? I also want to give a shout-out to Sister Allison Cruz. She listens to the show while she's running. That makes me feel good. If anybody else runs and listens, give me your name. I'll say hi to you, too. Okay, Kenny Poulter, who I only know from yes, the Facebook sir. group. I just, Yeah, he's here. The guest is here. <laughs> and I, I, that's, a, that's a good thing, and I'm going to give you his uh, Twitter address, even though he doesn't really use his Twitter. It's at Poulterkin, P-O-U-L-T-E-R-Kin, not poultry, Poulter. How come, before I ask you anything else, how come you don't have your LinkedIn uh, you know, profile linked? You don't have anything in your Twitter bio. Why not? Well, I, you know what? I don't really use it, just as you said. Uh-huh. A smart okay. well, guess. It's basically just it's, it's basically just a data point for somebody. If they're looking for me, they can you know come well, back. Well, if they're and looking find me, for you, they're not going to find you because they're not going to find you because you, you don't have any information there. Okay, but let's move on. I just thought I'd mention it because I, I think that's you need you need some help. Okay, but you you have a good uh, elevator pitch. You have a good self introduction. Give it to us, please. Well. You- well, well, for this program, as I as I talked to you earlier, uh, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, I'm a sole practitioner, uh, but what I do as a headhunter is totally congruent with my lifestyle. Um, in every in every way, in every way, hmm. it's sort of like a uh, uh, headhunting to me has been uh, sort of like a uh, uh, an experiment. I I am the experiment. And I use those experiences and so on to be good at what I do. And I'm a salesperson. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, I don't know like what you're saying you here. <laughs> yeah, I what I'm saying is. I, I, but wait, let me say, I, don't, I like where we might be going. I'm just not sure where that might be. Yeah, well, let me specify. I'll pick door number three. Say? Let's go there. Yeah, <laughs> recruiting is part of my lifestyle. What does that mean? Well, you what don't it know. Is, is, that sounds good. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, it actually, actually, it does. Uh, what my point being is, is that uh, it, it, it's the com, it's the common thread in my life, uh, as far as how I earn a living and how I deal with people and uh, some of the skill sets I have as a salesperson. Did you marry? Have you ever married one of your clients or gone out with your clients? That would uh, be part of your lifestyle. That would be a, a full integration. <laughs> One, okay. I didn't marry one, but I did date. I did date one at one time. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if that's legal anymore. Okay, uh, but let's move on. I've got a survey question now. I hope it's not offensive. Uh, so, sex harassment. 
I have never really encountered it in my working life. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Hold on a second. Hold on a second before you go any further. Are you seriously now going to have, do you sexually harass people or have you been harassed as some weird kind of survey question like you did the old how many placements have you made from Twitter stuff years ago? Yeah. No, is this no, a new thing? I want to know. Because I, if so, I want out. <laughs> no. You I'm can't not make light of this, dude. It's the thing now. It's yeah, not a I'm joke. Not Maybe yeah, it is in Canada. Yeah, if God. you're quiet for a second. Okay, here's the thing. You're I'm, not asking if he, I'm not asking if the guest sexually harassed anybody or has been sexually harassed. I want to know if they've been aware of sexual harassment as an issue in uh, their working life. Uh, it's, that's an honest it is, question. Go ahead. I think, in the, yeah. I think, I think in the days, I think it's, it has come to my mind a few times, especially in today's environment. It is something yeah. you have to think about. I, I do think about it uh, more so than I would like, <laughs> uh, because I think, I think it's, it's to a point now where it's almost a joke. Yeah, but have you ever seen it at work? Okay. Have you do you, yes. have you do you know of real life instances? Yeah, a lot yes. of them are just you know, really. Well, wow. We all do, man. Other than I'm shut ins, you're not a shut in. Okay, well, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. really, let's be real here. It, it, well, you know the other thing too. It's bad because it, in the sense of define he- sexual harassment. Define it. Uh huh. I mean, well, that's, that's one person's sexual issue. harassment uh-huh. is not another's. Yeah, I, well, you know what? I think uh, it'll make people more conservative. I don't think I'd tell anybody, oh, you look nice in the future. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything like that. Okay. Okay, have you taken any recruiter training? We're, we're moving slowly. Let's pick it up. Have yes. you had any recruiter training? Who, who, uh, who yes. or what? What did you do? What did you do? Well, my, my hero is Steve Finkel. Oh, wow. I don't know his, his name may not be around much any much longer, but I got onto him back in 1989, and – I structured my whole recruiting workflow uh, behind his concepts, and they still work really? today. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, now I like Danny. Danny I, I like Danny, Danny Cahill. Cahill. There's a lot. Of, you know, yeah, there's a lot of great trainers out there today. Danny Cahill, uh, Neil uh, Lavadis. I think he does dynamic sales. Lubovitz. Uh, uh, oh, Lubovitz. Lubovitz. Yeah. Yeah. Lubovitz. Yeah, uh, He's been a guest. He's been a guest here a couple. Well, what is, pronounce his last name, John, please. Lebovich. Lebovich. Yeah, okay. Lebovich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lebovich. I think in retainer, retainer, and uh, blended, engaged, and all that kind of thing. I think John Bartos has got some stuff, some really John good who? stuff. Another guy John named who? Dave Bartos. Bartos. B A R T O S. Okay. Didn't know him. Bartos Group. Okay. Yeah. Who else? Uh, who else can? Well, I said Danny Cahill. Ken. But uh, okay, yeah. Johnny, now John, I like John. Uh, David, there's another guy out there just recently that came on. Uh, you might have seen him on Facebook, David Patterson. Uh, he's an SAP guy specialist. And he's got David a deal on Patterson? Facebook now called David Patterson. Now, that might be okay. somebody you might want to have on your show. Uh-huh. Okay, I got a bit of a problem with having trainers because, you know, they charge for that information. I I don't like just, you know, pumping them for free. Okay, so you know what? You've been around for a while. I hear people saying all the time, oh, people used to be better conversationalists before they had email and smartphones. I don't think that's true. What's your opinion? 
Who's making all that stupid well, I, noise with the phone? Your okay? new caller. Stop you got it. a new caller that's totally abusing the entire show here, Animal. Yeah, it's true. They don't Stop care it, about I'm you, I'm going to have to block everybody. Okay. What about Ken? What about uh, – were people better conversationalists in the past? Uh, in the context of uh, recruiters or headhunters or just people in yeah. general? Yeah. Well, go ahead. I think they're both the same thing, but go ahead. Headhunters. Well, not really. Well, I think your best headhunters are the best conversationalists. Uh, uh, my, the point being is, if the question is, is do people like to have dialogue? Do they like to have conversation? I have found, yes, they do. Like whether you're recruiting candidates or you're talking to clients and hiring managers. Uh, matter of fact, if you are a good headhunter and you like to pick that phone up and actually talk to somebody, all right, it's a differentiator in this market. Uh huh. Do you make cold calls? Absolutely. Okay, so the, your first point of contact, you know, you've got the choice of email, uh, text, or phone. Which is it? Phone. Phone. Okay, and do you leave voicemail? Yes. Uh-huh. How many but voicemails very, very, will you leave? Well, if I'm loaded for marketing in the morning, I, I might leave 40 or 50. No, 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 for one Per person. individual, per target. Yeah. Oh, per target? Yeah, I'll uh, help you, Animal, with some of these questions. Thank yeah, you. It, it, well, it's oh, man, it's it, it really for. depends on my. It really depends on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put it this way: I, I'll leave up to on a first call, first contact basis, someone I've never talked to in my life. Uh, yep. I might leave one on a first call, then I. But then the next day, I might leave two. But the, the thing is, two I don't go. Mails? I, I, Wow. Well, I do. I well, I, I guess you could call it a little bit of a warm call and not a cold call because if I pick the phone up and call somebody, I will probably either looked at them on LinkedIn or talk to somebody in their organization that got some background on them. If I can leave something in the voicemail, mm-hmm. hey Jim, I know, I understood it. Uh, you know, I see that you were at such and such a company and you had worked with Jim. I'm I'm going to be contacting him later today, but I understand that you would be a good person to talk to, even though I haven't even talked to this other guy or what have you that. But, but I will call that other guy and leave a voicemail or talk to him if I get hold of him directly. Hold on. So it's not it's, that hard. Hold on. You're, oh, no, but what you're telling us is that everybody you call, you know other people in their organization already. Is that true? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll know their name. It won't. Mean, but I will insinuate that in a subtle way that I might have talked to them already. Okay, even if it's not really the case. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Like, yes. If I, yes. If I say, uh-huh. Yeah, like I might say that, hey, Ken, I spoke to Steve Rothberg the other day, and he thinks you're a great guy, and I never really called Steve I Rothberg. Won't say, I won't say that. I, will not, I won't say that unless I've actually talked to the individual. Okay, okay. okay. I do a and combination. What, what do you, All right, when I play, go ahead. But go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I do a combination. When I make a call list up in a planner to execute the next yeah. morning, uh-huh. All right. I will ha- I will have done the- enough research at least to have two or three names that that person might be familiar with or companies that he worked with. Okay, that's something of something I can leave in that voicemail. I I don't mess around in the voicemails that long. My voicemails probably don't last longer than twelve twelve to fifteen seconds. And you get all that information in it. Give us an example of how you well, use sure. this information that, that, in the voicemail. That, that, that's what that, that's what gets me today. Uh, when I, you know, I've trained recruiters for other clients as a consultant, and uh, they, 
the I mean, I was I, I got into this business when you went to the library and asked the research assistant to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and wrote it down. And t- it took my legal pad and wrote it down on a legal pad. Okay. I look at today's technology. This information is instantaneous almost. Uh, yeah. If you know what you're doing, you can put data points uh-huh. together very quickly. All right. Yeah. So I like this guy. Uh, I like so where you're going there. The point being is most, most of your, your Leave me let him talk. Recruiters. God, I interject a little bit now, and it's let him talk. Okay. Yeah. Ken, most most of these recruiters. Yeah. yeah. Most of these don't recruiters stop, today. Ken. Just Ken, you keep talking. Don't don't stop talking when Jerry says. <laughs> You're something. cutting him right. off right now yourself, man. So let him talk, animal. Yourself. Let him talk, animal. Yeah. Most recruiters today, um, they 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 get into this. It's, it's a psychological habit. It's 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 to do work. In other words, if they can, if they can get on the internet and compile a list of forty people with email addresses and get an email campaign out, they call that a good day. All right. With me, when yeah. if I'm compiling an email list, for instance, my level of urgency. If I happen to see a resume that I think is really really good, okay, even though I'm in the mode of of that task was to make a twenty, fifty or whatever email list campaign. I mean, if that guy's got a contact number, I'm going to call him. Okay. I'm going to stop what I'm doing right there. and I'm going to call him. About 10 minutes ago, I asked you, what does your voicemail sound like? And I'm still curious. Okay. What does the voicemail sound like? Can you do a voicemail for us right now? Yeah. My name is Kim Polder. You and I have never spoken before. I'm a headhunter. I talked to Rob Ross at uh, such and such a company, or or I or I've, I've been communicating, or I'm communicating with Rob Ross at such and such a company. Uh, I've got something I'd like to talk with you about. Uh, this is my number, and then I repeat it twice, and I get off. Oh, you kind of name drop then, name drop. I and name drop. That helps I you? name drop. I, yeah, well, I do that because I know I'm going to be following up. I'm not counting uh-huh. on that person calling me back. All right, uh-huh. I already have a plan. Okay, and I am going to talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. And so the first day, you'll call him up, you'll leave that one message. The next day, if you haven't heard back from him, you'll call twice. Did you say you'll call someone twice in the same day and leave two voicemails, a voicemail each right. time you call? Is that what you told us? Right. What about the third day? What about the third day? Well, the, by the third day, I'll have a cell number. Mm-hmm. So. By the, the third, third day, I'll have, have a cell, cell number. number. Why? Because you have talked but, to him or, or already? Or, 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 well, let me put it this way. Or sooner. Because I know. Now, when I call, when I, now listen, when I, when I make that first call, if that's a C-suite guy, all right, he's got an executive assistant somewhere. All right, I'm going to uh-huh. be talking to that executive assistant that same day. That's probably going to be the next call. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, I'm what also are you going to say be, to the executive yeah, assistant? Gonna, what do you say to him or uh, her? I'm, I'm probably going to say Jay, my name is my name is Kim Polder. I'm with Galt McQueen. I've got some information I want to share with Jim Ross. Yeah. What's his schedule look like today? What's his schedule look like today? And, and I don't do say, the stuff like about? good. What's it about? I'll say that, I, I, it, it's, it's of a confidential nature. I can only speak with him. And you get through on that basis. Well, she may not put me through, but my my I get my whole my whole objective is to get a cell number. Uh huh. And she'll give Luke it to you. Yeah, well, you that's know what, what you have uh, to be. 
if, if if you're good at matching, if you're in a niche that you know really well, okay, and if if it's true, if it's true what they all say, if you just want to deal in theory, everybody is they used to say six degrees apart. Now they're two degrees apart. All right, you are going to find somebody. If you go on LinkedIn and find it and look at the data points of who's associated with who, and you got ten people that let's say ten that's associated with this guy that you're trying to get in contact with, if you if you reach out to those ten people are are tenacious enough, at some point you're going to get a cell number. Really, how do you reach out to them? What do you say? Hi, hi, my name's Ken Polter. I'm trying to get in touch with Billy Vaughn, and I see that you're well, connected guys, to him on LinkedIn. Is that reach out an animal bad word? It's a terrible mm. word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Great Michael work, Peacock. Gallery. Okay. So, uh, the, anyway, you want well, to here, contact this guy. As I'm you a call headhunter. a stranger. Yeah. Well, that you call a stranger and say, uh, go ahead. If if that person, let's say, let's say the second guy on the call list is connected with the guy I want to get in touch with is a project leader and works for this guy and reports to him. I'm going to call into this guy. All right. I'm going to tell him, hey, this is Kim Polder with Galt McQueen. I'm a headhunter. I just... I just uh, finished a search for a project leader. All right, your name came up. I thought you might be a person to know, so I'm going to get a I, I'm going to I'm going to get in a conversation with that guy because I'm a headhunter. All right, depending on how I come off and the rapport I establish with him, which you got about ten seconds to establish a rapport or less, at least a rapport to a level where you can escalate it back up and start getting some information. All right, and here's the thing. Let's say the guy the guy's going to talk to me nine out of ten times. He's going to talk to me. All right. Even if he hates headhunters, you know why I know that? Because he doesn't hang up. Because uh-huh. he doesn't hang up. He doesn't hang up. Okay. You know what? This has been confusing for me, but I understand that you network <laughs> with people you don't know to get somebody's cell number. That's what Jerry. Am I right about that? Is that what Ken just told us he does? He'll that call is around correct. to people. He'll call around to people he's he's never talked to before. He's a red honor. He's got to get that number. He's a red honor. Have you ever done that? Well, does life not? Here's the thing, though. Everybody you talk, everybody you talk to, is never wasted. Let's say he doesn't give me his cell number, all right? But he tells me about a project they're working on there and why he's unhappy. Well, I got a candidate. Plus, I've got intelligence of what they're doing. I got information in my back pocket. So maybe the next voicemail I leave to the guy I want to get in contact with, hey, I understand you're working on an SAP implementation. You're having some problems in this area. Uh-huh. Now, how do okay. I know that? The other like thing too around. is this is what they don't get. Up. This what I'm saying is you got to know what your, you got to know what your destination is at the very beginning. Your whole spill, your whole workflow, has to be working in one direction. It has to be totally congruent. Okay, no call what, is ever what, wasted. Oh, okay. So, but you have to be working in a niche in order. Yeah, you have to be working in a niche in order to well, make every call worthwhile. Okay. Well, now, now I can talk about that too because I okay, have. Okay, but let me in do an case. ad. Wait, wait. Let me do an ad before we do that. Okay, you hold on to that. I'm going to do a uh, quick ad, and then we'll come right back. Hi, everybody. Okay. Recruiting Animal here. Thank you, Ken, for PC Recruiter. You know, when PC Recruiter first became a sponsor of the Recruiting Animal Show, I told Martin Snyder, the CEO, that part of what I was going to do was personal branding for him. But you know what? It's been over a year already, and I haven't done that until now. Now that's my mission. Now is the time for you to find out something about the man behind the company, right? Martin Snyder lives in Cleveland. And, I, you know, I feel free to call him 
a man of the people. Because once I posted a picture of him in a suit on my Facebook group, and he told me he's an animal. You're making me look like a gangster, like the boss of a bunch of gangsters. And, you know, <laughs> that's not how Marty wants to look. He's a down-to-earth guy living in the real world with his customers. You can find him on Facebook every day, and you can ask him a question about applicant tracking systems. Everybody's always asking questions about applicant tracking systems. A guy is right there. You could take advantage of his knowledge and his information for free. No strings attached. Nobody ever asks him, right? But you can. I'm telling you that, right? It's part of my personal branding program for Martin Snyder. And you know why you can ask him? I'm almost done. Because Marty loves recruiters. You can be going, doing direct hire, executive recruiting, temp staffing. Marty loves you. And his company wants to give you good service, right? It doesn't matter if you're a big company or a small company. PC Recruiter cares about you. And you remember what I always say? Big or small, they fit them all. Big or small, PC Recruiter fits them all. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Jerry, was that good? Is that good for people to get a sense of who Marty is as opposed to the company? Yes. That, this is Ken. Yeah. Oh, it's Ken. Okay, good. Thanks, Ken. I want to say, I want to say, I want to, I want to say, you got, a, you got a great smart, a great sponsor in PCR Recruiter. They're they're a great company to work with. Oh, really? Tell me, tell me who yes. do the ad. Come on, what do you are you use PC Recruiter? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I started, I started using, P, I started using PCR Recruiter back in like, uh, I I believe it was uh, 1999. Okay, Whoa. their desktop version, and then and then their server version. And I just looked at their new version here about seven months ago, and helped implement it at a retained search firm. So uh, it's a it great like product. But what? Well, I it's the training and it is the people. It's the attitude they have. I, I, you're not blowing smoke when they they love recruiters. Okay, it's okay. a very versatile system. It it it's uh, adaptable to however you want to work. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. What did, what did I leave you hanging on something? Oh, we were talking about niches versus generalists. You were going to say something about that, right. were you? I've worked, I've worked niches, uh, but I, what I, my marketing or sales campaigns is marketing candidates. That's, that's the basis of what I do. You can get very fancy and start trying to uh, brand yourself and uh, all these other things they talk about. And those, those things are good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but myself, I've always marketed candidates. Even if you're not very good, I started out in this business doing that. Steve Finkel taught me that. All right. And I had a 12 years of sales background selling million-dollar computer systems before I got into recruiting. And so I had the sales skills. Uh, but, uh, it was the easiest way before I knew the industry to, uh, sell my services and I've stayed with it forever. And, and one of the reasons I've done that is, is because it's congruent to what I, my personal philosophy, and that is that individuals make a difference. And I, I, I believe that so strongly, uh, that permeates everything that I do. What does that mean, individuals make a difference? If they like you personally, they're going to do business with you. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, well, there's that, but what I'm, my, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on sort of a mission, and I have been since at a very young age. Uh, I've excelled uh-huh. in a lot of things and done a lot of different things. I worked in corporate America for 12 years. I was 
President's Club guy, every one of them in sales. I was an engineer before that. I was six years Navy in nuclear power and submarines, et cetera. I've always excelled at what I did. And when I got to the corporate world, when I excelled what they wanted to do, they would always want to limit me. If I made more money than my boss, they would try to make me a manager or divide my territory up. And that's one of the reasons I got into recruiting. So what I'm saying is, is I look for individuals that make a difference. When I talk to a hiring manager, I don't care if it's at Google. I don't care what the company name is. I'm talking to an individual. Okay, that's that's where I come from. So, I'm I'm you know that's I I'm like I am a real catalyst. I want people to to get ahead in the world, similar to the way I was when I was younger oh, there and et cetera. Uh huh. You there? Okay. So, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? Does that make sense? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, We're all here. Okay. Okay, we're all here. Uh, Jerry, I like this guy's energy, although I'm having trouble pinning him down on certain things. So let's get to that business development thing. You just look up, you know, CEOs or or some manager that you're interested in on LinkedIn. You find a candidate that might be good for that person, and you go at it. Or, you know, what's your business development uh, process? We're we're very interested in that lately. That's our that's our focus. Yeah. Well, I would have to go. I would have to go if I was start if I was going to get in a new niche I knew nothing about, other yeah. than what I had researched on the internet and gathered information about. I I would I want to talk to CEOs. I want to talk to project leaders. I want to talk to the people that are subject matter experts in that area. And then I start those conversations. Um, it's the the research of the LinkedIn and getting in touch with those people. That's that's sort of the front end of the load. Your real search assignments are are. Uh, you, the real ones that you close, in my case anyways, are ones that I have discovered through contacting and talking to people. The real ones, not not following up on stuff that's been you know a job ad out there that somebody's posted or something like that. Okay. So hold on a second. Um, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Because Jerry says that you can't get through to people. Uh, you can correct me, Jerry. He he can't even get I through to people. It's nearly impossible lately. Okay, and and what what Ken seems to be saying, he could get into a new niche tomorrow. He'd look up yep. a bunch of the relevant people on LinkedIn. He'd start phoning them, and what would you say to them? Hey, I'm going to start working in this in this industry, and I was wondering if you'd have a chat with me to tell me what the important issues are. Is that is that what you do, Ken? I, I fill us in. Well, Give us some no, concrete no, details. Well, it's like right now. I just I've gotten here over, in the last eight months. I've gotten into data scientists, machine learning, et cetera. Yeah. I I, uh, I didn't really know anybody in those areas. I hadn't worked those areas. So the yeah. first thing I did was go out and try to find a candidate. And uh-huh. I would talk to how? data scientists. How? I would talk to data how? scientists. I would tell them, hey. Well, how, how did you how would, did you identify the data scientists? LinkedIn? LinkedIn or GitHub or uh, is it Google or Kaggle? Kaggle, excuse me. Uh, and, and okay, Kaggle, just, yeah. Uh-huh. Just, just, or just uh, – just just do a Google search that says subject matter experts, data scientists, okay? And you'll You're phone get them some up? Names. You'll phone yes. them up. And what will you email, say to them? Well, what will you say to them? Uh, well, when I started, what I would do is just say, listen, I'm a headhunter. I just moved into data scientists, et cetera. I've, uh, some of my past clients have been uh, Cincinnati Financial. Some, in other words, companies that, have, that hire and use data scientists, all right? Uh-huh. And, start to, and then basically sell them. 
uh, on possibly marketing them or what you know you know how they how they got to where they were at and I'd, or I'd have some questions about certain areas in data science that I knew they were an expert in and uh-huh. and pe- people it's it's all about that first approach it's all about honesty and being real and authentic for me okay for me uh, I have found okay, so, that if you are like that go ahead so you just identify people you call them up and you say I want to work in this industry can we uh, just uh, talk about your background a bit? Essentially, you turn them into uh, part of your candidate database. Is that right? That's essentially what you're doing. Well, or I, I ask making... for, well, I ask for help. I pick a topic or something I know they're an expert in, and I say, look, I need some clarification here. Dave, you got five minutes to help me out here a little bit, okay? And this uh-huh. is after I've already introduced myself. And I, the majority of the time – now, some people will say, I don't, I haven't got time for you, or you can tell by their tonality. If you work a phone enough, and I have done it for 30 years, all right, you pick up on all these little subtleties, tonalities, rhythms. You, you gotta, you're you got intuitive as to how they're feeling about that call at that point. Okay. So Jerry, he's been in the business for a long time. Jerry's kind of like your cousin. I'm going to say. No, this, guy, got, this uh, guy's got way more energy than I've got. No, no. He, I'm the laid-back cousin. Yeah, you're laid-back. You, you, yeah, but you've got the same kind of accent. You, you're very business-oriented. But all of a sudden, Jerry says it's not the same as it used to be. And you you don't seem to agree with that. You think you can get in touch well, with I do. anybody. I, I, in a sense, I do agree with him because that's why I have moved – totally out of contingency and I don't work any client without either full full retainer or some kind of blended shared risk model okay with an engagement fee up front or something like that I will not work any contingency I do do that for other recruiters though that I work with that I know because I know they got a real client on splits uh, or I get paid up front for basically just providing them a qualified candidate so are you working on higher level roles then you're not you're not competing for you know web developer assignments stuff like that you're not you're today. a little up the food no, chain not. yeah anything over 100,000 mhm uh so is that what Jerry should do then he'll he'll just change his uh change his his industry or or his uh, candidate model i mean he's saying something completely different to you he said these hiring managers will not talk to him on the phone. But let me let me let me let me also add though, it's not just me. Yeah. Many of our peers are running into yeah. the same thing. It's okay, let's hold on far to that more difficult now to get somebody on the phone. It just is. It's not it's it not is. my opinion well, that, it, of it. It's a, it's a fact. Well here's the thing well, it, and Jerry's right. It 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 it, it, it is harder. But when you, I look back in my early career where I spent a lot of time Gathering information and names. Today, on that end of the time cycle, in other words, time you're going to put into that into that recruiting cycle, the front end load is is less, uh, much less. Okay, uh-huh. uh, and now it's sort of shifted. Yes, it's harder to get actual in actual. That's why. Look, you got to look at the ultimate. You want the cell number. We all know that if you text somebody, even if they don't know you. You're going to get a response in seven minutes or less. Okay, here's the difference between you and Jerry. Jerry, this guy will pound How's come we're dissecting me all of a sudden? I'm not the guest here. I'm not on the operating table. No, no, 
okay, but I'm a bit I, uncomfortable. I so okay, I won't you have use to be, you. But you, my point is, my point is, hold on. Ken Poulter seems to be able to get in touch with the people he wants to get in touch with. He's better than me. Is that it. what you want me to say? I admit it. <laughs> he wins. I lose. I'm not he, better. He, Listen, I, you know what? I don't even I don't even know Jerry, but I can tell you I am not better than Jerry. Okay. Okay. I got to do an ad. I, will, I have I, to do an ad. Let's put that let on me, hold. Before I add, let me just summarize. This guy is just aggressively, in a nice way. He's just he he's just, this guy is far more determined to get somebody on the phone than me. It's just that simple. And that's okay, obviously but, what it takes in today's market is that well, you know what added on measure his, of on, determination. On, it's not as easy as it once was. One of his LinkedIn recom- you know, the recommendations, the endorsements, the guy said he's very persistent. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. Now, now I understand we know. what it means. Okay, but the point is that he, he'll he pound these guys, and they don't yep. hate him. Maybe because he's got a nice personality. Oh. Got to do an ad for my good friends at Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, Hire Tool. Hire Tool, everybody, as you well know is a full-service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want, and it writes Boolean strings for you. You don't have to know that much about Boolean strings because it knows, right? You just It's like a Chinese menu, one from column A, one from column B. I've never run into a, a Chinese menu like that, but that used to be the the joke about those menus. Anyway, don't say I'm, I'm a bad person. Okay, hey, look, here's what Hire Tool does. You tell it what you want, it gives you the Boolean strings, then it returns a bunch of people, and it ranks them from the most likely candidates who match your spec to those who, you know, are farther away from it. It tells you what, you know, it guesses what their salary is going to be. It guesses who is most likely to be ready for a move. And it does it over a wide range of websites like LinkedIn, like Facebook, like GitHub, like Stack Overflow, okay? All these, and maybe Kaggle too, just like uh, Ken was talking about. And I'm going to tell you what people say about it. You know, uh, one of our most famous guests, Amy Miller, says, I don't use LinkedIn much anymore, but I've been using HireTool a lot. That's Amy says that, okay? Michael Krause he says, I use Hire Tool because it's fast, it's efficient and accurate. I highly recommend it. It's going to save you a lot of time. I'll just give you one more. Here's a guy I don't even know, Stan Rolf. He's on my uh, Facebook group. He said, it should be in your top three tool list. Never leave home without mm. it. Hire Tool, Hire Tool, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Go look for Nin Tran. Just like Marty Snyder, he's all over the place on Facebook. He's happy to talk to you. He'll give you a demo. No strings attached. No high pressure. N-I-N-H Tran. HireTool.com. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm finding this interesting, so I really don't want to ask uh, if anybody else does. But, yeah, you are persistent, and nobody seems to get mad at you, Ken Poulter, even though you, you know, leave them a pile of voicemails. We're always told, oh, no, you don't want to bug people. You don't want to bug people. You know, they're going to hate you. And that's my All experience, right. too. <clears throat> if I leave five voicemails for a person, when they call me back, they don't like me. They say, didn't you take a hint that I didn't call you back because I didn't want to talk to you? Okay. You don't get that. But he that called, am I right but about he that? You, but, he, but he called you back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, because I bugged him. 
<laughs> he calls me back, but not because he wants wants to take hey, a Michael, look at my job. Michael, Michael, in your personal life, in your personal life, how many people have you pissed off? Okay, and, and then later, and, and then later on, <laughs> all right, and then later on, they be, they were friendly, right? Once they no. got to know you, they hate him <laughs> no, for life. No. <laughs> you, you, you need to know this guy's backstory. He's he's been making enemies across the globe since since the first WWW came along. Okay, mm, here's I, something I don't else. Know. I, I, here's something else you do. You if you got a reluctant candidate, well, actually when you set up, when you take do your intake session and take your job order or search assignment, whatever you want to call it, you're pretty tough with the hiring manager. You say, look, if I find somebody who's good and this person is reluctant. Can I promise him that he or she can have a 10-minute phone conversation with you just to have a, a chat, Absolutely. nothing formal? And, and, and yep. you get your guys, do they ever resist that, or do they all agree, hey, I'm, I'm open to that? Well, to me, it's a deal breaker. If they won't do it, I won't do business with them. Oh, really? It's a, it's a way of qualifying. Oh. It, yeah, Bill, it's a, way, it's a way of qualifying. If you're working contingency, okay, that's a way of qualifying. How real is this? Do I really want to spend some time on this, or I don't want to get up Do I want to just trial balloon with some paper I've got on my desk? And I, I think we've got the American David Perry here. Uh-huh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe. I'm, I, I'm sensing the same energy, determination, and and you got to set the rules, man. And if they don't follow them, then okay. you just can't do it. Okay, so you'll well, say you these. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Well, it's it's an attitude. I mean. Uh, you got to believe in what you're doing. You got to believe. Okay. Uh huh. And so you say to them, "Look, these people are hard to find. If I get someone who's on the fence, you know what really works? If if I can make sure that he's going to speak to you for personally for ten minutes, can I count on you to come through with that? And if he says, "Look, I don't think that's something I like to do," you said, "Look, it's absolute absolute necessity, or I'm not going to work with you." Do you put it that bluntly? How do you say, "I'm not going to work with you"? I mean, this is a deal well, breaker you, for me. How do you say that? Yeah, you you pre-frame them up to that point. That you know, after they've talked to you about the search assignment and you've qualified it, like all this stuff. You know, I got third, I got a checklist I go through when I qualify a search assignment when I'm taking it, and then the, at that point they've spent some time with you, at least twenty or thirty minutes with you. That might be a second call back to them on a schedule, but at that point, that's when you say, "Look, John." I've been very successful, all right, and and I can I can find this person that you're looking for right now. Somebody's already doing it somewhere else, and it's they're going to be a great candidate. One of the things though that I'm going to have to have is when I talk to these individuals, they get excited, all right, and I get them motivated, all right. And if you ever got, if you ever bought a new car, you know what a new car smells like. Well, that's similar to what I do with them. They start smelling that new car and they want one. In order for us to control this process, if I've got somebody on the fence, can I commit to a 10-minute exploratory call, okay, with this candidate? It's just sort of a meet and greet. Can we do that? And then I listen, and then I shut up and I listen. And, and I can tell you, if you frame it correctly up front, the majority of them will say, yeah, I can do that. And there's another thing okay. I also do. But I want to – okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there's another part in there where I present candidates verbally. I don't send a resume over, okay? I do after I present them, all right? So if I call my client, I've already got an agreement with my client. If I call you and I leave you a voicemail, 
Okay. If it's any, if I need additional information, et cetera, I will be contacting you. All right. Can, can we say that you'll go ahead and get back to me in say 24 hours. Now, if I've got a candidate though, someone who's fired up is motivated, somebody I know you're going to want to talk to. All right. And I leave you a voicemail that I've got that individual. All right. Can, can you, can you get back to me within say eight hours? And I make a verbal presentation to my – I give them a snapshot of my candidate. If they want to talk to the individual, at that point, I send them over the resume. I contact the, the candidate, et cetera. And another thing I do in, in, in my intake side of it is I tell my candidate and my – even when I'm recruiting and I tell my client, I will not extend an unacceptable offer. Yeah, okay, let's come back to that one, okay? I just want to do another ad, but first I want to ask Michael G. Cox a question. Michael G. Cox, are you still with us? Still there? Anybody can answer. This guy makes me feel good listening to him. Jerry, do you have that? I just like it. I feel good. I feel, I feel, a, bit, I feel a bit lifted right now. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm too. gonna I'm gonna badger just a few more people today. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm gonna Jerry, do another Jerry, let me, let me, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, you know that's great great to hear, but uh, when I have you know, we all have bad days, right? Some days we're like really on top of our game, other days, man, we're just going through the motions or we feel sure. like we're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. All right. What I do and I don't know if this will help you. All right, when I don't want to make cool calls or I don't have the energy to talk to somebody and educate them, et cetera, and bring mm-hmm. them along the path, all right, mm-hmm. I basically what gets me on the phone is, you know what, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun today. All right, and if somebody, if, if I don't, well, you just throw them a curveball. You just, you, you get them into that rapport area, and then you start getting them to talk about the business side and what your conversation is about, all right? And if they cop an attitude on you or they throw something, a curveball at you, and you don't have enough energy to absorb it or something like that, uh, you, could, you could just say, like, hey, Jim, I don't know. Why are you making this personal? The call was going so well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, you know what, really? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all, that's all well and good. I I don't struggle with people on the phone. In fact, I'm probably okay. one of the best. But it's getting people on the phone. That yeah, he's seems not, to be. No, no, I don't want to give the wrong impression. That Jerry's a fantastic and very successful recruiter, but he has come to a bump in the road that I think is. A I'm very just recognizing the reality that yeah, Jerry, many of these you, people. I'm telling I'm you, man, they don't want. And they don't want Rich. to hear from your sorry ass. Oh, Rich Rosen, you know, the guest The guest told me before well, the show that he feels he's in sync with you, okay? Uh, I, I love but it. Who, I know. He's, he's just like said, a classic MRI recruiter. I love it. That's my same training. Jerry, Jerry, do do what's in your best interest. As I said earlier, if that guy calls you back or he's still on the phone and he's pissed off at you, okay, yeah. he's still on the phone. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I don't end up in situations at, where people are pissed off at me on the phone. Well, the it, uh, in my little world, the reality is I'm not on the phone with somebody because they're not answering my call and they're not returning my message, my cool, thought-out, engaging, rapport-building, curiosity-tweaking <laughs> message that gradually escalates in urgency over the next three or five days. I, there's just none of that. They, well, think of Think about the high when you do get them. Think about the high when you do get them. It's like climbing. Okay, a I got to do an ad. Mount- yeah, I got to do an ad. We'll be back. I'm in with a you, second, though, man. Everybody. I'm with you. 
We'll be we'll be back in a second, everybody. Hey, I'm it's back 20, here. It's a, tw- <laughs> I'm, it's a 24-hour job, I know. Just let me get this out, okay? PC Recruiter. I want to talk about them again. But, you know, Marty, in case you're listening, you already had two ads. I mean, I did an ad, and then the guest did an even better ad. He said he's been using you for the last 20 years. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is configurable. Right. And Paul Lipman said the same thing. The same thing as today's guest. PC Recruiter is a shapeshifter. It does what you want it to. I'm always telling you that PC Recruiter loves you. And how do they show their love? They bend themselves to suit you. No matter who you are, big or small, it fits them all. Our guest today, Kim Poulter, he's a solo recruiter. He loves them, but it sounds like he's installed them with another company, larger companies. It's very flexible. That's the thing, okay? Michael Kraus, didn't I mention him before? Yeah, with Hire Tool. He's very uh, got a lot of opinions. And he points out that it's fully integrated with Hire Tool. He loves that because you know already that he loves Hire Tool, and it works really well with PC Recruiter. So go check out PCRecruiter.net. They're the hippies of the recruiting world. They <laughs> love you. Okay? Now we're going back to our guest, our very lively guest, and our very inspiring guest today, Ken Poulter, who I never even knew before, okay? So, uh, yeah, you walk away. Rich Rosen, did you want to say something or uh, just say hi? Is that what you – No, I, th- I you think he's great. He's a, no, I think he's great. He's a good classic uh, classic MRI-trained recruiter back in the day. It's the best, it's the best po- way to do it. Every, everyone always talks about these stupid emails that don't get anywhere. If you recall, you have a – a thousand percent better chance of reaching someone. It's such a better way to work. It's such a more uh-huh. productive way to work. Okay. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I, I posted a, a very good clip from the Recruiting Animal Show uh, on video at uh, Look It Up. It's called The Cold Caller Speaks, and it's uh, two minutes of uh, pure Rich Rosen. Okay? Very good. <laughs> I, rec- I recommend it. It's very good. Okay? Thank you. So, Ken, we're in the yes. home stretch yes. now. Uh, is there something that, that, that I should uh, – Keep you know. Wait for you to bring up. Is there a topic that I haven't raised that you want to talk about? No, you're right on point. Okay. I, I've been Let doing this ask. so long and examined this so long in my life. Uh-huh. I have a I have an opinion. I have an opinion about a lot of things in this business, and I have a, a, yeah. some very strong beliefs, personal beliefs. Okay. Well, let me ask you if you can you can share those at any moment. Just tell me, hey, I have something important I want to say. But if you're not going okay. to do that, I have a question. Do you attempt to persuade someone who says they're not interested in a job? Because, for instance, you said you just moved into the field of recruiting data scientists. And you know what? That really interested me, how you made a choice. Mm-hmm. This is a hot area. I'm going to move here. This is how I'm going to do it, okay? But uh, – Let's say so. You don't know a ton yet about data scientists. I assume you call up someone, you present a job. Person says, "No, I don't, don't want to move right now." What do you do? Say thanks. Who, do, who else do you know? Well, it, you know, there's all kinds of ways ways to approach that. It, it, it depends a lot on what led up to that answer. Okay. Now, if the guy within ten seconds, when I say I got a, the, the one thing I never leave with, I got a job. Okay. <laughs> uh, I stay away from the word job. All right. 
Okay. Uh, nobody wants a job. I might break into my cheek and chong. Uh, I don't want no stinking job. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, I might do that when he says that. And I, and that's and I'm, that's what I would tell him. I'm not offering you a position. That's not what I do. Uh-huh. Okay. What I do is is help people explore opportunities. And I, all I'm offering you is an opportunity. All right, to talk to people in your industry. All right, that later on, the only thing that you know, my services don't cost a nickel or a dime. The, the, the worst that can happen to you is you're going to go and you're going to actually talk to some people in your industry, which I think you're going to find uh, uh, very interesting. It, they may offer you the job. They may not, but I don't offer jobs. I'm just offering you an opportunity to explore it. And that goes back into that 10-minute conversation, that exploratory conversation. When you tell a person, when you tell a person and you got them on the phone, you say, listen, you know what? I like your background. I like everything you're talking about. Let me put you together with my hiring manager just for a 10-minute phone call and just explore the opportunity. And I also tell them that the expect I don't set the expectations that that's an interview, okay, or that if they're going to offer a job. It's just two people getting together, talking about their industry, and if there's any kind of interest there to pursue it. Okay. That's, that's what you do. And, that, and that's how different, you know, this. You, you, can, you can read everything about how to differentiate yourself from the competition and all these other things, okay. But these things I'm talking about, they get somebody's attention. If I talk to a hiring manager and I say, listen, I've got this guy out in San Francisco right now, 10 years, data scientist, he's working for a startup, blah, 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 okay, would you be interested in having a 10-minute conversation with this guy? No. Okay. What, because the candidate, I've already, had, I've already set the candidate up on how I'm going to work. If I'm marketing him, okay, and he knows I'm marketing, I've already sort of set the ground rule. Hey, this is what you can expect. Right. But see, this is if you don't set this stuff out in the very beginning, all right, then what are you offering this? You know, all these I look at all these email campaigns and these guys, I mean I get I get myself just I myself, I, I probably get forty, fifty emails from recruiters. And I don't I've got six voicemails already this morning. All right. Uh my point is is that everybody All right. Okay. All right. You want all these email campaigns to keep going on because you are unique. You are an absolute fucking con Who's that? What? That jerk is doing that. I don't know. I'm going to have to Who's start going that? through the... It's somebody's on the line uh, talking to either to somebody <laughs> else or trying to screw up the show. I don't know. Let's see. If he keeps doing it, I'll just have to... To tune him out. When do you let them get off the line? Because uh, you know, I'm sorry to refer to Jerry again, but he is an expert, and he said, you know, I Stop spent calling uh, me an expert. Okay, he spent said, uh, what, but you say uh, you've you've spent what 27 years uh, not bugging people or being willing to say <laughs> no or and you see where I am now. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I mean, he doesn't struggle. Jerry doesn't struggle with people. How how much will you struggle with them if they are resistant? Uh, if it gets to that point, um, I've already set them up trying to. I'll try to get referrals. How for do you example. do that? Uh, how do you do that? Well, when I go in, I sort of set it up where if I see the guy is not who I need or who I want, at that point I might say, uh, Jim. You know, talking with you and everything, I you're probably a much you're probably out of the market for this client. You're you've got you've got way too much more you got more experience than than I, than my client requires. And compensation wise, you're probably not in the market. Uh, but this is a good opportunity. 
Can you think of anybody that you've worked for and uh, that you might be able to help out that might be qualified for someone say that where you were five years ago in your experience? I'll start there. All right. And at that point, of course, you get a lot of, well, I don't know anybody that's looking. And then you come back and say, well, I'm not really that interested right now in talking with somebody who's looking, just somebody that might be qualified. Uh, this is a great position for somebody. Who do you know? And that might work 30% of the time, but I, about a third of the time maybe. You'll get a name, okay? Uh, if I can't get referrals and through my conversation with him, he's working for a company and he's told me a little bit about what they're doing there, there might be an opportunity there to get a search assignment. So I might From him? go a little deeper. From with, him or someone else? Go ahead. From him. Well, he's telling me about a problem okay, hold on. there. Let me, or... let me do my – oh, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let me do my final ad, and then we'll do that. Because this new guy, I got a new sponsor, Nick Livingston from Hone It. He listens to the show. His is the final, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just goes to the recording and listens to the last five minutes, because his is always on the last, just before the show's over. And he listens and he sends me emails before the show and says, "This is what I want you to do. I don't like what you're doing. You do this, okay? So I'm going to do an ad, okay? For Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. You know what? He asked me. Uh, it's a tool. It's phone interview technology. You go to the website, right? And Jerry knows all about this. You go to the website. Your candidate goes to the website. You interview the candidate through the website. It records the interview. And then it transcribes it into text. So it's easily searchable through uh, you know, a regular search engine. And then you, you just have to press a button when you come to an important question. You press a button, and you ask your question. And then when you're finished talking about it, you press another button. And it creates that discussion as a clip that you could just send over. You, know, you want to hear what this candidate has to say about this key issue? Here it is. Here's the candidate. It's straight from the horse's mouth. Okay? So there's no more taking notes. Everything is written down. It's very searchable. You can hear it yourself in the audio. What more can you want from Honeit? H-O-N-E-I-T. Let me see. Okay? Uh, let me see. Your natural phone conversations. I don't know. Why do I have to say that, Nick? Of course it's a natural conversation. Focus on your conversations instead of scribbling notes. Never forget a detail. I said all those things. Easily schedule your calls and search your conversations. You're repeating yourself. Hey, and when you hear a great answer, share it with clients to let your candidates speak for themselves. I said everything. Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T. Phone interview technology. <laughs> okay. We're in the final home stretch, Ken. We can either finish off talking about um, uh, getting referrals, but let's put that on uh, the back burner. You said you've got personal philosophies. Do you have one, some idea that you, you would like to share with us before we end the show? Well, I, I, we I'm putting you on the well, spot. You don't have to. Go yeah. ahead. Well, it, I have a lot of those, but I, I guess the point being in this business or just like life, uh, I, the secret for me has been I always tell younger people, I've got some guys I mentor, some younger guys, and I always tell them, fail quick. Fail quick. And the beauty about this job is no matter well, however creative you want to be, you can test the market 
right away. You can find out if you've got a pitch you want to pitch out there that morning, whether you're recruiting or trying to find business. You can try that pitch right away. By noon, you're going to know whether it works or not, and you can refine it. All right, uh, that's number one. Number two is is you should always do what increases the probability of winning. Okay, and just as in learning anything, uh, you have to be honest with it. The easiest thing in the world is to be honest with yourself and understand your limitations, but don't compete with your you know compete with your strengths. Understand, try to figure out what your strengths are. And you're actually in the market and you're competing, go with your strengths. Don't go with your limitations. All right. Practice your limitations and you exercise your strengths. Whether you're playing poker or you're in some team sport or whatever, you always go with your strengths when the chips are down. You don't go with your weaknesses. Okay. And don't be afraid to fail. Okay. Great. I really. Yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Thank you, Rich Rosen, for coming. Michael G. Cox talked for a second as well. Of course, Jerry was here. And our guest, uh, our new friend, Ken Poulter, P-O-U-L-T-E-R. If you want to chat with Ken, he's on uh, RecruitingTricks.com. Jerry, uh, are you a member of Jerry's group as well? Uh, Which group is that? Recruiters who actually make placements. You, I'll tell you about it later on. Okay, everybody. Thank you. Ah! Kill me, baby.